Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Going to 
learn something that's actually a really big deal. Listen, you, you've got the choice in your life, and this is what Brian's going to be touching on. I can't wait to hear about it. But it's either you could choose the pain of discipline now versus the pain of regret later. So you, it's up to you to choose one or the other. So I'm going to turn it over to Brian. But, Brian, I, I noticed also that Grant, I believe, just walked in the room. Are you here, Grant? Hey, good morning, guys. How's everybody Hey, good, good morning, Grant. How you doing, buddy? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, you got you got to talk to me about uh, yay or nay on the bird, man. Uh, I, it looks I, like I, it's going to happen. Okay. Because I've just, you know, a so, bunch so, of different things. Yeah, I'm gonna pick you guys up. Y'all got to get back because I leave. I leave Miami and go to Arizona that night. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can figure that out. So whatever yeah, works for you, we'll just yeah. ma make sure it works I'll for you. I'll pick you guys up you. in Teterboro. Teterboro. Let's go. Let's go. Book it, Dano. Great, great, great. Hey, so we're gonna talk today about uh, the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret, right? And I think many of us have experienced uh, both of those things. And I, I was just telling my team, I used to have a ring and the inscription in the inside was PDVPR, uh, which is the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. And, you know, discipline, you know, you're going you're gonna to pay the price. You're going to have pain in your life. It's just a choice. It's a choice of the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And I went to the gym uh, uh, this week five times. I can tell you this. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to get out of bed three days. I did not want to. I was, I just, I was exhausted. Uh, and the, the best day that I had, I guess, was the other day when I'm working out with these young guys in the gym and I got there, I was a little bit groggy. And all of a sudden they said, what? And I was going through the motions and I caught myself going through the motions. I said, what the hell am I doing here? I'm 61 years old, going through the freaking motions. And Pat using this little girly dumbbell, it was pink. And I kicked the thing to the side. I kicked the thing to the side and I reach onto the rack and I grab a manly dumbbell. I just started, just started grabbing it, right? And true or not true? Because I said, if I'm going to be here, be here. And I'm going to ask you, if you're going to be here, be here. Don't go through the motions. Don't bench press a broomstick when you can bench press real weight. Don't go through the motions with a customer when you can actually do it. And I grabbed, and he looks, he goes, how many reps are you going to do? All of them. I'm not going to reduce the reps because I increased the weight. That's, that's not accomplishing anything. It's to increase your capacity. I'm wearing this suit today. It's from 2008. I'm really excited about it because I fit in it. And I was really fit when I fit in it last. And I, hopefully I'm really fit when I fit in it now. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. I don't want to be 61 and have a couple of dollars and be broken down. I want to be able to enjoy these special years of my life. To be able to say to my wife, she's in Florida right now, go, honey, take your time. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I, I got the house. I got this handled. You know, you have amazing talents and amazing skills, the people that are here in this room and on Clubhouse. Uh, but if you don't challenge yourself, you're never going to discover the full potential that's in each of you. And, and someone gave me a hard time. They said, oh, I saw you were out with Camacho last night. And I said, yeah. You know why? Because he asked me. Because he asked me, hey, boss, can I take you to dinner? And I said, sure. And I sat down. I kicked him in the butt. I said, hey, I don't want you hanging around with those guys. I know you're doing a little bit more, but I want you to do even more. I want you, I said, to reach for the lung of the ladder, not that's in front of you, that's ahead of you. So if you take me out to dinner, I'm not going to be necessarily nice. I'm going to tell you the truth. I want to challenge the guy. 
because I think it's there, and I think it's there, and I think it's there, and I think it's there. There's more there there. And, and my challenge for everybody is, is, is to discover that full potential that's inside of you. And, and I think most people go through life without ever tapping into the tremendous resources that are within them. And, and, and John and I were talking a little bit about Grant. And, and Jonathan took a picture of Grant Cardone when he was in, here in 2008, 2009, had big bushy hair. And he goes, man, what an amazing X amount of years he's had since then. And I, I looked him straight in the eye. I said, okay, 11 years from now is going to happen. Can we, will we be able to say the same thing about you? Man, what an amazing 11 years Camacho had. Because Grant was speaking to us in the basement of Paragon. He earned a bunch of nothing, did it out of the goodness of his heart for us. And, and, and during since that time, he's had a cr tremendous transformation. But why just Grant? Why him? Why not us? Now, I can tell you this. This guy hustles. This guy works like a monster. Grant, he, he called me up yesterday. He said something. And two seconds later, he's doing something live. And two seconds later, he's doing something else. He's working. He's working. He's working. And that's always been the case. But I said to John, hey, John, 11 years from now is going to happen. It's going to be 2033, 2032. And, and where will you have gone? And where could you go? Where could you go? Where could you go? Where could you go from sitting behind a receptionist desk at Paragon Honda to 11 years from now owning your own business, owning this business, managing a business? And, and why think small? Barbara was talking before about, um, you know, she, she, when she grew up, uh, she didn't want a Ferrari. Her dad wanted a Ferrari, and they went to look at Ferraris every day. And it reminded me of being a young guy working at P.S. Honda in Manhasset and, and driving through the neighborhoods there on my motorcycle. I had a little motorcycle, a little Honda motorcycle. Yeah, I, I just paid off a couple years ago. Uh, no, kidding. 1982, and I'm driving through, and I went to the wealthy neighborhoods of Manhasset and Kings Point, and I looked at the houses, and I said, how do they do it? How do they do it? And you ask yourself a stupid question, say, well, they're all drug dealers. No, they're not all drug dealers. Maybe some. Uh, and their dad gave them the house. Maybe some. But when you start to ask better questions, how can I do it? If they can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. If he can do it, I can do it. And, and, and it's just to be a question of time. How much time does it take to do it? And what am I willing to give up? And I ask myself, and I ask you, at what point in your life do you give up on you? I, I feel, I'm 61 years young. I want to get into my, the, the fitness business. I bought a gym, so it'll force me to go to the gym. And, and, and my goal was to not lose money. I'm screwing up the damn gym, and I keep making a little bit of money. Now, I haven't taken a damn paycheck out of the place, not a dollar out of the place yet. But now, all of a sudden, I'm saying, what can we do with that little business? And what can we do with the business that we're developing at Paragon Cars? And what can we do with the things that we're doing with pickup and delivery? I'm stupid enough, I'm audacious enough to believe we can change the industry. And that every person in this room can benefit from that. And there are people, friends of mine, that say, hey, Redstock, why are you talking about this stuff? Your competitors are going to do the same thing. I, I think I'm a candle. And a candle lights other candles. And when it does, it doesn't get any less bright. In fact, when I light another candle, there's more light. And so if I light another candle and somebody else does what we're doing, that gives me more light to see where we can take it. I don't want to win because everybody else is weak. I want everyone to get strong so I can get stronger. Competition is not against competition, co, comp, 
is with. So the stronger the competition gets, the better we get. The stronger the friends that I associate with are, the stronger I get. I want Barbara to become a world beater even more than she already is. I want to say, how is this woman that's younger than me doing this? How is she doing? How can I do more? I want to hang around with Grant. I'm going to go to his real estate investing deal. I'm going to take my daughter with her. Hey, Mercedes, I want you to here, listen, I want you to learn. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to listen. I'm going to learn. And I'm lighting the fire that's in me at 61. And I see some young people in this room. And it breaks my heart that you've given up on yourself. You haven't done it actively. You don't say, I've given up on myself. But you have. Your body language says you've given up on yourself. You, when did you stop dreaming? I told my daughter this morning. She's, um, she's auditioning for something in uh, Miami. And I gave her the, uh, the roomy line. Clementine, you were born with wings. Learn to use them and fly. I don't have wings, Daddy. Yes, you do. You don't realize you have wings. Learn to use them to fly. And I say the same to all of us. You were born with wings. Learn to use them to fly. Instead of saying, what the hell are these things on my back? They're in my way. No, they're wings. They're meant to teach you, to take you wherever the heck you want to go. I'm, all, I'm off uh, topic here. So uh, you have a job to do. And, and I, I say, learn to do it and excel. You and I have an obligation to ourselves. You know, my, my, I'm blessed. My parents are still alive. And, and, you know, I want my mom to be proud of me. And whatever I'm doing, I want my mom to say, hey, look at my, what my son's done. And she is. I mean, she's a very atypical Puerto Rican mother if I crash my car into the wall. She says, oh, look how well my son did that. You know, she's proud of everything and anything I do. But I want her to say, look at that. And I want to make my parents proud. I want to make my children proud. I want them to say, that's my dad. And he did this. And they're never going to be proud if I drive a Ferrari, have an airplane, have a bill. That's not what it's about. It's that my dad was a good person. My dad helped other people. And, and, and you know, and, and I remember when I went to Paul Singer's funeral, the people that were there, uh, there were lots of people there, and he impacted and touched each of the people in, in, in that room. And certainly me, I sat there, I cried like a baby for two hours. I mean, I sat there and cried. And uh, yeah, I, I want to make an impact. And, you know, some people, and too many of us, are waiting for the right time. And I'm going to tell you that this is the right time. This is the moment. It's precisely the moment when there's crises, precisely the moment when there are difficulties. Five years from now, we're going to be someplace. Where are you, God willing, where are you going to be five years from now? It's, not, it's either just going to happen to you, you're going to be dead, or you're going to be someplace that you chose to be. And those decisions, I guess, they get made now. And David, David Spisak and I were talking the other morning, and he told me about this app that he went on. And it reminded me of a story I had. But he went on this app, and the app predicts, based on your age, where you live and everything else, how many years you've got to live. And it shows, and as he described it better than I, but it shows black dots that represent the days that you've already lived, right? I was born November 8, 1960, and today is uh, uh, December whatever, uh, 2021. And every day there, that every day there's a black dot there. And it projects, predicts how many black dots you've got left in your life. I can tell you only one thing for sure. The black dots that are gone are gone. The black dots that they predict or the green dots that they project you've got left are not guaranteed. And when my dear friend Edward Beccaro, who used to work for me at PS Honda, is now a massive, massive real estate developer in New York City. He started on a little showroom floor working with me. Uh, and I 
was sitting down a couple of years ago. He said, hey, B, how long do you figure you're going to live? And I gave him a, a day. You know, I'm going to live till I'm 80 at the time. Uh, and and, and I, I was in my 40s. Now I'm going to say, hey, 80s right around the corner. We've well, we got to be able to push it up. But, but let's just say it's 80. And he says, okay, you got uh, you got 18 years, 19 years left uh, in your life. And how many days off a week do you take? And I said, one. He goes, okay, that's 52 days a year. So it's 52 times. And, and, and he said, uh, and you got about two years. Uh, and he goes, how many weeks vacation do you take? He said, about one vacation uh, a year. And he goes, okay, you've got about three years to live. And I sat there, I said, about three years to live. He goes, yeah, well, if you count your vacation days and your days off, you've got about three years to live. And it was less than that. It was actually like two and a half years. And I went, hold on. That, 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 that's not good. I can't get my stuff done. I, I, you know, don't, don't you know I want to sail in my sailboat from here to South America? And don't you know I want to do this? And don't you know I want to go to Easter Island? And I want to spend a month at Easter Island. And I want to go uh, climb a mountain. And I want to do and, and he was, you know, all of a sudden I'm realizing, wait, wait, wait a second. You know, the, the time marches on, irrespective of your good hopes and your intentions. And I'm going to tell you the five years is going to be here. And the only difference between us today and us five years from now are the books we read and the people we meet. Well, I don't read any books. You better fix that. I don't care what he says. I listen to him on tape. You've got to start reading. You've got to start making your mind open up and expanding that and pushing that potential that's that's there. I, we were talking on our Monday sales meeting, uh, and I said, I don't know, guys, I don't understand it. I recommend we read a book, and I recommend it to everybody in the room. And, you know, I know some do and some don't. And I said, but, you know, you're, I'm in a big room like this. Well, sale, salespeople, receptionists, uh, managers, assistant managers. But when I'm in a manager's meeting, I say, if I recommend a book, I'd recommend you read it. And I said, it's amazing. I get no feedback from you guys that I'm making that recommendation to, yet online, from Clubhouse and online and Instagram, people say, you changed my life. You recommended I read that book. I read that book. It's changed my life. Oh, my God. I'm full of hope and passion and joy and progress. And it's the gift I want from you. But I know sometimes when you're around me all the time, I become like old socks or furniture. Ah, I'm not going to do that. Ah, I'll do that later. And, and I can tell you that other people are getting on with it. They're getting on with it. What happens if Johnny or Sarah or Jim reads a book today and that leads them and they take some action. It leads them to another book and they make some progress and they read another book and it takes them a little bit further along and you're sitting there waiting to get started. It comes a point in time when you can't catch up. You can't catch up. And then all of a sudden you've got that thing, that regret. I wish I had. I wish I would have. I wish I, oh, it's not fair. Life's not fair. Why did this happen to me? And then you ask yourself a stupid question. God's going to say, because you're a lazy son of a gun. You sat down. You didn't read a book. You went on Instagram. You posted pictures of LeBron James every day and the dinners you eat and the food you ate and everything. But you never took the time to open up a book and read it. You never took the time. You pretend you care about your daughter. You pretend you care about your life. But you never took the time. You post all these pictures and you say all these things, but you never took the time. So that's what you get. You get regret. You get regret. Suffer from that damn regret. If I only read 10 pages, I can read 10 pages. Can't you read 10 pages? If I'd only walked a quarter of a mile, if I walked a quarter of a mile, I wouldn't be in the bad shape that I'm in now. I wouldn't be in the hospital bed. Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Now, 
with all these tubes sticking out of me. Regret, 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 it's too late. Let's do this now before it's too late. Get started now. Justin told me the other day, he said, hey, I ran a couple miles on the treadmill. And I was so excited. Great. And, and he said, well, it's not at your speed. or whoa, 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 that's not about that. It's about getting started. Everyone starts somewhere. And the first mile always sucks. You run a marathon. First mile sucks, right? Sucks. Always. But, and, and, and it gave him a little, hey, try this and try that. You want to pick up the speed. It's about time on the feet. And then do a little bit of a quarter of a mile and then back down. And then do another quarter of a mile and back down. And he said, hey, that really works. No kidding. Yeah, it works. It works. And uh, you don't have to be the fastest room, runner in the room. You don't have to be the fastest runner in the day. Just be better than you were. And, and it's my hope that we can take this moment in time and take advantage of it. You know, there's a saying Winston Churchill said, never let a good crisis go to waste. And someone said, ah, oh, Ben starts talking about taking advantage of COVID. What a dumb, blah, 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 blah. no, but there's an opportunity created in crisis. And, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Les Brown said there are going to be three people created, millionaires, billionaires, and witnesses. And if, if that's the only three choices, uh, let me not be a witness. I don't want to watch Grant Cardone get richer as I'm sitting on the sidelines. I don't want to watch Todd Skelton get richer as I'm sitting on the sidelines. I, and I have no problem with these people getting wealthier. I have no problem with it. But I, I, what, what about me, too? I don't have to be ahead of them. I don't desire to be ahead of them, but I desire to get what I can. I desire to get what all of my experience allows me to get. And I say, why not you? Why not you? If you get more, if you become super wealthy, that doesn't hurt me. It helps me because we're running with. I want everyone to run with. And we all start together. So how are you going to use this moment, this moment in time, to prepare for what's next? How, how are you going to use this moment to say, okay, today I'm going to get a better diet. I'm going to get a diet that allows me to stick around for a long time. You know, and it's not necessarily one that's going to make me big and muscular. It's not one that's going to make me skinny and scrawny. It's going to be one that allows me to stick it out for a long time. What's your financial plan? If we read the financial plan that you had right now, would we say, that's a pretty solid plan. I like that plan. Man, I'm going to adapt some of those things into my plan. And if you don't have that kind of a plan, why not? Because it's going to come a point in time in life later on, you're going to say, I wish I started that plan. That stupid guy I used to work for at Paragon. God, I wish I'd started that plan. Now, and, and I don't want that to happen for you. I want you to say, because I was around Jonathan, because I was around Marat, because I was around Justin, because I listened to Ariel, I started the plan. I started the plan. And look at me now. You'd never, my friends would never know. And my, my wife showed me some pictures. Uh, it was our anniversary. And she showed me some pictures of when we met. And I said, God, was I lucky. Was I lucky? I wasn't good looking. I was chubby. What the hell happened? But, you know, car guys always over-index. They over-index. I mean, that, 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 that's what happened. Good car guys. No, good car guys. Over-index. You know? But I didn't think I was over-indexing when I was over-indexing. And I saw the pictures. I'm like, how did I land that? My God, what was she thinking? And, and, and perhaps, perhaps, perhaps she, like me, perhaps she saw something in me that I didn't see. And perhaps me, I see something in you that you don't see. And so, what's that? So, so, so perhaps, you know, I, she saw something that I didn't see. And perhaps uh, when I was with her, I said, you know, if I want to keep her, I better get my act in gear. I better get my ass in gear. Brian, this is Alex. And, and I said, Brian, this is Alex. I said, too much cars.
too, too much car. Yeah, I was in too much car. Alex Flores jumped in. I was in too much car. So what did I have to do, man? I had to expand. I had to expand. Otherwise, the repo man was going to come. You know, we know, we know that guy, what was it, Fernando. I mean, you can see that repo coming 100 miles away. They, 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 they practically they put the keys. They made up extra keys for everybody in the neighborhood. We're coming for this soon. It's just a question of when. We knew the repo man was coming to take that car. It was, it was too much car. He just didn't have what it takes to step up. And I don't mean to talk about people that are not here, but, well, that's what happened. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. And so I don't want you to compare yourself to somebody else. I don't want, I'm not going to compare myself to Grant or Todd or, or Alex Flores. Oh, Alex has got seven dealerships. He's got nine. He's got 10. What do you got now, Alex? How many dealerships do you have? Five franchises, six Five, okay, because that's you're in Texas, and they give them away down there. Okay, you got to earn yes, them up here in New York. You know, free land over there. You got a, a really good state. But I'm not comparing myself to Alex, who's got five, son of a bitch. I'm not comparing myself to that. I, I, I'm saying, let's have one and earn what he earns with five. Let's have one that outproduces five. When I became a partner to Paul Singer, I got, I got a whopping 10%. And I got 10%, and I said to Paul Singer, I looked him in the eye, I said, I'm going to earn more with my 10% than dealers earn with 100%. And him being a 97% partner said, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. He's in the car with me. I said, right, mark my words. Mark my words. That's what we're going to do. And that's what we did. It's not how many. It's what do you do? What do you do with it? So, uh, as I say, we'll be someplace five years from now. It's a question of where. And, and, and I want to I, I want to compare myself all the time to who I could be and what I could be and what I need to learn to where uh, I, I'm going. And, and, you know, ask yourself, are, are you on track? Am I on track? And how can you accelerate this? Am I giving all that I've got to give? My, my biggest fear is being full of crap. I don't want to come up here and talk to you guys and then go in, in my office and eat a cake. I don't want to be here and talk to you guys and then go out and blow money gambling on things that I don't understand. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't work. And, and I ask myself constantly, what's important now? What's important to me now? And what's my pathway to a better place? And my pathway today is going to be ethics, integrity, selflessness, nutrition, vibrant health, so that I can take as many people along with me and say, hey, here's my story. I screwed up over here. This cost me three, four, five years. Don't do that. I screwed up over there. That cost me two, three more years and a couple hundred thousand dollars. Don't do that. So that hopefully the people can learn from these mistakes. Hey, I cut a shortcut over here. And that shortcut ended up taking me five times as long as if I'd actually taken the, the, the harder path. Don't do that. If I gave you a racehorse, if I gave you, Victoria, a racehorse, it's a thoroughbred racehorse, would you let that racehorse stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning drinking? Would you let that racehorse smoke? No. Would you let that racehorse miss important doctor's appointments? No. Would you let that racehorse sleep in because, come on, he was out late last night? No. You wouldn't do that. Hey, you're a freaking racehorse. Get off your ass. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Boom, get out there. And you'd make it race. And you'd make it push itself. But do you do the same for yourself? Why would you treat your horse better than you? You're a thoroughbred. Yeah, well, the horse is worth a lot of money. Do you know what you're worth? Do you know what you can produce? I am a car salesman. I out-earn most athletes on the planet. 
What? You don't out earn LeBron? Well, maybe not LeBron. But the other guys, not because I earn more per year, because I've got more years to earn. The average athlete lasts seven years. I'm on year 40. I'm on year 40. And, and it's the, we see the superstars, but the vast majority of athletes, the average uh, professional baseball player earns 16000 a year. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Minor leagues, Sandlot leagues, 16000 a year. Average football player, about $23,000 a year. Average musician, about 22000 Oh, yeah, but Jay-Z. It's not Jay-Z. The average. The average. What can we earn here? If we develop our skills and become a professional and, and you say, well, you know, those guys are at the top of their game and they earn more than anybody else. You think LeBron earns more than the top car dealer? No way. No way. He gets spanked. How many billionaire athletes do you know? I know 15 billionaire car dealers and there's a lot more that I don't know about. So where are your chances? This is the industry you're in. Wall Street, so all of a sudden, these geniuses on Wall Street have discovered the car business. Hey, those guys make a lot of money. Oh, wake up, Wall Street, of course. Of course we do. You wouldn't let your horse sleep in late. You wouldn't let your horse smoke. You wouldn't let your horse drink. Treat yourself like a racehorse. Treat your body like LeBron treats his body. I heard he spends a million dollars a year taking care of his body, his health, his nutrition, his exercise, above and beyond whatever his team spends. Million dollars, why? Because he knows he's worth it. Without his body and his ability to do what he does, he's broke, he's, you know, what can he do? And I mean, he's not gonna be broke, this guy's on, on a different level. Uh, treat, treat your mind like Einstein, challenging it, causing it to grow. The mind is not for storing information, it's for thinking, thinking. Let the information be stored in the computer, on paper, in books, someplace else. But think, what do you think? How can I do? What can I do? Get some, get some on you. Get some on you. Get some scars on you. Get marked up. My, my hands are scarred. My face is scarred. My knees are busted up. Because those scars represent my failures. And those failures, you've got to celebrate. Not be insecure or hide behind them. You've got to celebrate them. You have incredible talent. I just ask that you develop it, you master it, and then you share it. You share it. Now, Marab brought Ennis on board. Ennis is doing really well with us. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. Don't stop now. There's so much more there. Be the light. Be the candle that inspires other people. And ask yourself a very simple question. What discipline can I develop today? Can I start today? What one thing can I do today to have a massive impact on my life? And you all know the answer to that. I don't know the answer for you, but you all know the answer. And that puts it on you, man. And that puts pressure on you. I get it. You know, if I'd only stop doing this, I'd be okay. Then stop doing this. If I only started doing this, I'd be Is it really that simple? Yes. Stop. Yes. Start, yes, begin, yes, step. This is satisfy nobody except for the person making the excuse. I can't because, what's it, we don't have enough time? Uh, you know, midnight, right? Midnight, God opened up the clouds and said, Ben Stark, you got 24 hours, man. Let's see what you're going to do with it. Get your ass out of bed, get to work. But my wife's not home, I want to sleep in late. Get your ass up, get out of bed. 
Now, don't ask this question, what you can do when you're 80 years old. Because you're going to ask, what could I have done if I had only, if I had only started this, if I had only started that? And I, I went to, you know, I, memorable funerals. I went to my, my, my boss's funeral in, in, in May of 2006. And I remember a bunch of things. But one, one thing that's in my head is what an incredible waste it was putting this incredible person into the ground. And all that knowledge and all that experience and all that kindness and all those plans and all that ambition going with him. And there wasn't a damn thing I could do about it. You know, we haven't invented yet, and I think we will, the ability to put a chip and, and download the person's brain and experiences. We will, to be able to download all that and then to upload it to the world. Here's my 69 years of life. Here's what, here's what you can learn from it. There, there will come a time, but that time is not here right now. And I thought, what a waste of, you know, this incredible, you know, I had so much more that I wanted to do with him. I had so much more that I wanted to do for him. And, and it, it stops right there. It hurts my heart to see wasted talent. It hurts my heart. So I say, don't play tennis with people you can play tennis with. Play tennis with people that are better than you. Do business with people that are more successful than you. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting around some of the people. I was speaking with Todd Skelton the other day about his experiences, what he did with Prime Automotive, and I realized, wow, that's a different level. I, you know, I think operationally I'm pretty good, but wow, that's a different level. And I, I, I want to talk to him about some things that are in, in my horizon here as I plan to expand what we're doing here. And, and you know, other people's experience, OPE is so important. How do I get that experience and how do I, you know, help uh, learn these things from him? And, and when you do business with people that are more successful, you see things differently. I'm sharing with uh, Jonathan last night about something. Grant Cardone talked about a, a real estate investment. I shared it with everybody, all the managers. Some did, some didn't. And, and I got some guy who says, yeah, you're getting this 5% return. That's no big deal. I said, you don't know, buddy, you don't know what you're talking about. He's got a deal he did in Texas. Spitting off 5%. You got cash sitting in the bank getting you less than 1%. That alone should be enough, but it's more than that. That deal matured. Quickly, he was able to refinance the deal and give the investors back half their money, tax-free. So now they're getting that 5% with half the cash in. So that means they're actually getting 10%. And he's going to keep doing that on that transaction and then maybe never flip it, just keep, keep giving you checks back. And Jonathan says, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Well, of course, other people's experience. And these opportunities are there, but people sit there and say, ah, I'm not going to do it. And, and, and so I run. I run with uh, my, my favorite running team, my favorite running partner is Rachel Tolchin. She's running the Ted Corbett 15K today. She's 20-some-odd years younger than me, and she's much stronger than me. I run with faster people. I go to the gym in the morning. I go to the gym with this knucklehead, and he's showing up, and Pacheco, because they're stronger than me. And they're more youthful than me. And I want you to get around people. Don't get around people that you're better than, to feel better than. Get around people that are better than you, that can help you develop all that's in you. Not to be better than them. I don't want to be, I can't be younger than Patrick. I could try really hard. I'm never going to be younger than Patrick. But I could try harder than Patrick, maybe. 
I can I have more discipline than Patrick, maybe. I'm not saying I do. I'm saying I can. I can control myself better than he controls himself, maybe. And in doing so, I bring him along. And that's really kind of fun. It helps me to break out of the, the, the mediocrity that you can find yourself getting stuck in. David, I, I'm going to take a two-minute break. And, and if you can jump in and do a barber if you're still there, if I haven't put you guys to sleep yet. Absolutely, Brian. Be happy to. You know, uh, this has been such a great conversation. And I know there are some people out there that will listen to this conversation and will, he might recoil. You know, you might say this is a little bit intimidating. You might say, hey, this is a little bit uncomfortable. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. You know, because until you get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you're not moving. You're not going to go anywhere. Right? One of the things I tell my kids all the time is do what you need to do so that you could do what you want to do. And that never changes. Slow down, life. slow down, slow down. That's really good. Do what you need to do so you can do what you want to do. Yeah, that I is can. strong. I hit that. I hit That's my five-year-old Brian and my seven-year-old with that every single day. They ask me, hey, can we do this? I say, yeah, do what you need to do. Do, do your practice. Do your homework. Do the things you're supposed to do around the house. Do what you need to do so that you could go do what you want to do. I want that buried. I want that planted in their brain. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, so, David, it's those daily gains that are built one on top of another. You know, I look at the things that I'm doing. Did I cut myself off? Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, great. Yeah, okay, great, great, great. You know, people ask, how long is it going to take? I, I don't know. Depends on your commitment. As long as it, it depends takes. On your commitment. It, 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 it's, you know, you can start making progress today. You can start taking a step today. And, and that's what I'd ask that you do. It's those daily gains that are built one on top of another that lead you to tremendous outcomes. It's the daily discipline, the grind every day. And if you don't use the power that you have, you lose it. It's like vacation days, right? Use it or lose it. And, and you don't want to give up your vacation days, certainly, but if you, you have the skills and these abilities, if you don't use them, uh, you, you lose them. If you have the ability to influence people and you don't, you lose it. If you have the ability to love and you don't, you lose it. If you have the ability to go to the gym and you don't, you lose it. And, and for me, it's all about the freedom. You know, Jocko Willig says, discipline equals freedom. Discipline equals freedom. We all want freedom. Financial discipline equals financial freedom. Financial freedom is a pretty cool thing, right? Financial freedom means you can go where you want to go, do what you want to do with whomever you want to do it. And, and I don't, you know, I guess I could have financial freedom. Uh, I guess I have it. I don't know. I enjoy what I do. And, and, and Grant spoke about a couple of weeks ago a ritual that he goes through. And by, by happenstance, I go through the same ritual. This time every year, I empty out my bank account. I get rid of everything. And I, I put it someplace else where I can't touch it. And I start out January, the toughest months in the car business, with no money in the bank. Zero. And it means January, you got to get to work. I start out with an empty refrigerator to stay hungry, to stay hungry, to stay hungry. It's that hunger and that zest I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to be comfortable because I know what happens when you're comfortable. It's an extra drink at night. It's an extra dessert. 
it's an extra uh, piece of cake. And then you wake up late, you wake up hungover, you don't go to the gym, and you start the, 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 the decay that takes away from what you're doing. You know, you, you want freedom from fear, do things that make you nervous. You want freedom from regret, do things that are going to cause you tomorrow to say, I'm glad I did that. You know, the, uh, the difficulties that I've experienced in business, I was able to handle because of doing some of the tough things. And I remember my friend Barbara said something. She said, we do difficult shit. And she posted that someplace. And I said, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? And, you know, I, I ran that stupid marathon a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know when I was running. I was running with a torn meniscus uh, uh, and, and bone on bone. I knew something was wrong, you know, obviously. Uh, and, but, but, but I didn't know. I'm glad I didn't know because maybe that would have given me an excuse to say, no, 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 look, look, look what it says. Look what the doctor's report says. You shouldn't do this. And, and I would challenge you, don't be reckless, but I would challenge you to do, to do the things uh, that you can do because the saddest words, well, this is a quote, right? The, sad, the saddest words of tongue and pen are these, it might have been. And I don't want you to experience it might have been in your life. And we all have that. You know, we, uh, we should have done this, we should have done that. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to, David Spisak, a little known fact, in like uh, seven years ago, I had an opportunity to go to law school. And I wanted to go, yeah, I always wanted to be a lawyer, a family of lawyers. And I say, nah, I don't have the time. Had I actually done that, I'd be a lawyer now. Now, a lawyer is not a great profession. I think it's a legendary of, litigator. Legend. It, it'd, be, it'd be a couple of notches below uh, where we are now, but it was just one of those things that, that I wanted to perhaps do. You know, And uh, and had I started then, I'd have done it. Thankfully, uh, thankfully it wasn't really something that was a burning desire uh, for me. I, I Right now, the most important thing to me is the people that are in this room and some that are working with us but not in this room. It's to, to let's go, let's go, let's get behind one another. We're not against one another. Your speed motivates me. Your improvement motivates me. Your doing the things that you need to do motivates me. And, and you know, sometimes we think we're, we're being kind when we don't prune the rose bush. It's pruning the rose bush that enables it to grow. It's getting the salesperson, giving him a little bit of a push when he doesn't think he needs a push that enables him to grow. It's sometimes resetting the room that enables the room to grow. It's sometimes weeding out people that don't belong in the room that enables the room to grow. It's sometimes saying, you know, maybe this character is right. What if I'm right? What if I'm right? And, you know, I can tell you there's some alumni of this dealership uh, over the years that I've been able to watch in our industry and other industries with great pride to know that maybe I had a one six hundredth of a percent of it, uh, an impact on that person, uh, but they, look what they're doing, look what she's doing, look what he's doing, and uh, and that's that's all I can ever hope for is to make uh, a, a difference. You know, I used to want to make money, and now I just want to make a difference. It's a lot more rewarding. And uh, David, with that, I, I'm going to open the room up to others that may have some thoughts or, or some shares. Uh, and my friend Barbara, if you're still there and not too hungover, and and from having no discipline last night, you want to chime in? That would be great. Her staycation in New York. She got out of Jersey for the night. I, I think she's uh I think she's in squatting mode. Well, Brian, that was a phenomenal conversation. You know, I never knew that about you that you wanted to go to law school, and that that was your uh, that was your goal at that time. I I wanted to go to uh, 
to to get a uh, an MBA, and uh, I applied for a number of places to go to get an MBA. I was turned down one hundred percent of the time because I don't have a four year degree. I didn't go. I went into the Navy. I didn't go to college. Uh, didn't stop me from doing what I needed to do. Um, and I think that's the lesson also. You know, you don't let anybody else define you and you can't, don't let anybody else stop you. You still have to get up. You still have to get going. doesn't matter what circumstances you're born in. doesn't matter what skill set you think you were born with. doesn't matter if somebody says you can't. Uh, you, you still have the choice to get up and do it. You still have the choice to make it happen. So, you know, I after starting all those businesses, selling three businesses, successfully growing them, doing everything else I've done, running a two and a half billion dollar revenue unit. I can't get into business school. Go figure. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's shocking. And like, and Barbara can't get ver verified on Instagram, which is such a... Such isn't a, that insane? It, it's what? insane. My family, my dad's family, they have a, a prestigious law firm out in, in uh, Suffolk County, Sybin and Sybin. And they were after me forever to be a, a lawyer. And one summer I did uh, some law clerking. I don't know, I was 15 or 16 years old. And it drove me up a wall. And I said, this ain't for me. And thank God, because what a cut in my income it would have been if I was a lawyer. They don't make the money that the car guy makes. They don't make the money that the car gal makes. And you know, I, and I did a, um, a study when I was at the... Uh, starting out in my career and I said look at the pathway if I had gone to law school graduated and become an above average lawyer and look at the path I took becoming an above average salesperson and an above average sales manager and you know with the expense of law school and the time it would have taken that person that lawyer me would have never caught the car person me never caught that person so I chose the right path and some people they try and make you feel like crap being oh you're a car salesman yeah you're a lawyer Ooh. I, I was going to do that. No way, man. I went to the Honda store and made a lot more money. What? You don't make more money than me. I spank you. I spank you. I spank you. <laughs> like a little baby. So, you know, and, 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 and you weren't there, David. Last week I talked about this. I'm on I'm on the phone with Jean Leger. Jean Leger, the CEO <laughs> of T-Mobile. And he says, oh, we're supposed to listen to you. You sell Hondas. And you're talking to us about COVID. I go, oh, we're supposed to listen to you. You sell cell phones, okay? Why are we listening to the cell phone guy? We should listen to the car guy. And I got to tell you, over time, Mr. Leger, who's a brilliant guy, will see I'm right about all this nonsense and the COVID and the vaccine and do this and get back one, two, three, four, five. There's a study that came out, not to get controversial, but the biggest spread in the country of COVID is in the states that are most vaccinated. Go figure, go figure. I don't know, maybe it's the damn vaccine. I, you know, but that's, I digress because Sarah's <laughs> gonna come on and kick me out of here. I got your back. There's an army of us. And I gotta tell you, I got a bunch of people in this room. I won't name names, but they're pretending to be vaccinated and they're not, right? They just don't want, they're, they're the, they're the, I'm not mentioning any names. Why are you getting all nervous, Camillo? I, I mean, I'm not checking your credentials. I'm just saying, and there's a lot of athletes. You see that those three football players, right? Those three football guys. Yeah, we're vaccinated. They had a note from their mom. Please excuse John. He was vaccinated. Maybe not, right? So anyhow, it's. I, I, and last week, David, we were talking about stand up for yourself. 
when you have the discipline to take the time to learn and to study and to educate yourself, stand up. You want to get a vaccine? Get one. That's not my call. I, I think it's probably a good thing. I, I got COVID 27 times. So I am, I'm, I have immunity, I think, uh, if I don't get it again. And God yeah, forbid. I mean, uh, by, by science, you have more immunity than somebody has a vaccine. That, but but well, no, no, you got to understand, David. They say listen to the science unless they don't like the science. The science is they did that study in, in Israel where they they uh, surveyed over they, they studied over seven hundred thousand people that had it and found that they had an immunity that was many times that of somebody who had COVID. So based on that study, I'm going to follow the science and I'm going to say I'm probably okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm probably okay. I don't. I'm not minimizing this. People have died from this. I get that. You have an obligation. Protect yourself at all times. I'm not worried about you. If you but give that's me the COVID, thing, Brian. That's it's, it's interesting. Fault. It's interesting. You you said something really great right there. Protect Probably. yourself at all times. Well, Absolutely. there's a couple ways you could do it. You know, you could protect did, yourself. By, by the way, did you by see getting the up at did four o'clock in the morning did, and did working out. Did you see out. the fight with Mayweather when he fought that yep. Ortiz guy and the guy the guy headbutted him? And he went to thank uh, Mayweather, and he forgot that rule, protect yourself at all times. And Mayweather would go, okay, bam, bam, and knock him out. Oh, yep. that was awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Did they yeah, that's, that's he awesome, Brian. He forgot the rule. He forgot the rule, protect yourself at all times. Yep. Brian, so inspiring, man. So about discipline, all about protecting yourself and being prepared. I, I always tell my team, people don't don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. And, and just having that discipline, that routine, that drive, that ambition, uh, I was sitting at an airport, and an 80-year-old lady told me, Alex, in life, you have to have two things. Either if you want to be somebody, you either have to have an education or you have to have ambition. But ambition will get you way, way farther than an education. And I just thought that was, like, golden. I was like, wow, mic drop. That's amazing. But uh, what you're saying right now, Brian, is, is so inspiring, so, so motivating. Uh, I, I can picture the room because uh, I've seen pictures of your team. And I'm just thinking to myself, that was me. That was me uh, 30 years ago. That was me in that room 30 years ago. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a leader like you. And I didn't have somebody who was telling me, hey, Alex, you can do this. Don't give up. Don't make excuses, okay? Don't, don't make yourself a victim. Don't speak victimese, right? Push through it, okay? Yes, you've had it rough. Yes, you, you came from Mexico. You were an immigrant. People told you you can't do it. You, your parents didn't You even came from it. Mexico? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, you can't make it. You gotta get those stores back, man. I know. I'm only kidding. <laughs> you know why you came from Mex you came from Mexico and you believe that this is the land of opportunity. You don't believe this is a land of gifts. You believe I'm right I'm writing a I'm writing we're writing a book, Brian, called the, the American Dream is not dead. I am a veteran, I am an American, but yes, I did come as an immigrant. And and just to know, like I remember my first month in the car business, somebody told me, Hey, you might as well give it up now, buddy, because of your accent. But I didn't believe those things. They I told that you know, to Schwarzenegger, you know, too. Yes. The, you know, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, the patterns of people, of naysayers, of, hey, it can't be done, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. And I think that's what you're talking about this morning, is just renewing our mind, believing that it's possible, seeing the opportunities, treating an opportunity like a gift and a blessing. What do you do with a gift and a blessing? You treat it well. You take care of it. You value it. You, you protect it as you spoke today, this morning. So, man, thank you so much, man. Good luck to you and your team. And, yes, I have to own five dealerships to be able to sell as many as you sell out of one dealership. But one day I'm going to grow up and be like you, man, 
Uh, keep doing it, David. Thank you hey, so much for the space. Hey, don't, you're going to have to keep running because we're not stopping here. We, 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 got, we got some pretty good plans on the, on the drawing board. What I love is that we have this national 20 group, Alex. That, you know, I'm in yours, you're in mine. Uh, and Todd is there. And, and each of us looking at each other and helping each other. And your success helps my success. It doesn't hurt my success. The more you do, the more, the more we got to do, the more we have to do, the more we have to do. And to realize it, it can be done and it is out there. And we've got uh, David Long usually dropping in the room and you know we're, we're, we're following him and seeing what he's doing. Liza Borges over here, the, the quiet giant down there. She, you know, she owns practically all of Virginia. She's got a dealership on every corner Just down there. Just bought five more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she bought five more. I mean, she bought five more. She, oh, I'll take a half dozen dealerships, please, and and a and a Starbucks to go. What? Would the you hell like some fries with that? I, I, yeah, a half a dozen, please. What the heck? Uh, and, and just quietly and with humility and with, with, with no ego, just with drive and a great plan. And she's developed her own. Scott brand. Simons. No, Scott, Scott Simons. Scott Simons. Do I know Scott? Oh yeah, I know Scott. He just got another birthday, right? He's getting old. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Scott, <laughs> Scott's out there swinging, swinging the bat every day. And, and we all look at each other and we say, hey, how do we move along? How do we do extra things together? There's more there. there. And, and so I want you to look outside of the dealership. Don't make a, a goal to be the top person in, in the dealership. Well, it's a short-term goal. But then when you do that, who's the top person in your position? And I used to look at who's the top earner. In the position, uh, David, this is a crazy story. I remember one day, whatever it was at the time, many years ago, we had a great month. We had a great month at the dealership, and I went, and I think it was probably 350, 400 cars. And I went to see my friend Teddy in his dealership in the store in, in the city, and he had a leasing company. And we had done 350 cars, and it was his birthday party. And I walked in there with my chest sticking out like I was a big shot. And Teddy said, thank you all for attending my birthday. And I want to celebrate this being Potamkin Leasing's best month. Leasing company had no franchises. We did 1,142 cars. And it was three times what I did with a franchise. Three times. And, and, and then I heard this crazy number. I heard that my friend Teddy at that time was making a million dollars a year. A million dollars. And I said, man, a million dollars. He does what I do. He's making a million dollars a year. And not being angry or frustrated or saying, I need a raise, boss. How does he do it? And when you start asking that question, you start getting the answer. How does, how, if he can do it, I can do it. And he's a hard worker. He's an incredible negotiator. But if he can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. And when you start asking those better questions, you start getting in that growth. And Teddy and I have had this incredible friendship now that's going on 35 years. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done business with him. And it's just a pleasure to have uh, uh, partners and associates like that. We made a little investment. And it keeps us paying. And I got a check yesterday. And it's not that much. It was like a $7,000 check. And I called him up and I said, I got the check. I made a photocopy of the check. And I said, I'm sending it out today. And he said, brother, we got to do some more stuff. You want to be in business with people like this. He's got more money than God. But, you know, you make sure you take care of your relationships, your partners, right? Your partner is your wife. Your partner is your husband. Your partner is your daughter, your son, your partners that you work with, you take good care of them. And I can say that, you know, one thing uh, I, I don't question, I'm a good partner to my partner. Mrs. Singer can sleep at night knowing I'm not going to take 10 cents from her ever if it's not mine. I'm going to protect her dealership as if it's, it's, it's my dealership because there's no difference between the two. I'm going to do everything I can to ethically drive this thing through the frickin' roof and, and in doing so, uh, make uh, young men 
into businessmen and young ladies into businesswomen and hopefully uh, help to transform uh, th this industry. So thank you guys for your time today. I appreciate the opportunity to share my thoughts with you, my uh, ambitions with you, and, and my team with you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, if that doesn't make everybody really feel like they're in the room where it happens, uh, I don't know what uh, does, know but what Brian, does, thank but you Brian, so much. Thank you so much. That was an extraordinary conversation. It looks like Barb is back. Barb, are you back? Oh, 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 I, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know where I got it. Yeah. Nice. Barb, how was your staycation? Oh, in New York? It's good. Listen, I'm, I'm working. I got another show on Monday, and it's my season. Yeah, you know, listen, it's we all have our busy season uh, as a television uh, host and lifestyle. Uh, it's busy season, so I, I couldn't be happier. And So, what, so can we it. see you on the show on Monday, Barb? Yeah, this one's Good Day New York, so this is uh, local. It's actually the number one rated program in uh, the New York tri-state area, and I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite shows, and I'm back in the studio, so things are really starting to shift back to normal. Uh, say a prayer. We continue on this on this path. Very, It's awesome being in the studio. I've been uh, working from home for uh, 18 months. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, listen, I wish I was in New York so I could watch that show. For anybody that is, tune in. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, so I'm sure it's going to be extraordinary as always. Look forward to hearing about it. You know, we are just three minutes away from having all of us move over to the social media room. In the meantime, we have to talk about what Todd and Gina were up to last night and uh, what's up with that up in Canada. I thought <laughs> Canadians are boring, but these guys were not boring. Hey, hey, they, were, not they were at boring. an HVAC uh, uh, party. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.